follow its rhythm. By connecting the inner light and sound of God through meditation, we are contacting the power Darshan Singh Ji Maharaj. The seers and prophets have been teaching us from time immemorial that God, in his absolute state, has neither form nor name. He is beyond conception and beyond description. Of course, we can speak of ultimate reality only in terms of a metaphor. He may be described as an infinite ocean of blissful consciousness. The saints and mystics tell us that God, who was one, thought of becoming many. This impulse led to a vibration which manifested in the light of God and the music of the spheres. Both of these manifestations combined are referred to as the Holy Word in the Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It is spoken of as Kalma in the Muslim scriptures, as Nad, Shab, and Nam in the Indian scriptures, as Sonorous Light in the Buddhist scriptures, as Swarosha in the Zoroastrian scriptures, as Tao in the Chinese scriptures, as Logos by the ancient Greek philosophers, as Bani Asmani by the Sufis. The scriptures of the world are filled with references to the light and sound. In fact, if we bear this in mind, we will notice that in the place of worship of various religions, there is a symbolic use of light and sound. The word Arnam is the most direct manifestation of the Creator, and it is purely spiritual. As it descended, it brought forth realm after realm into existence. The supracosm, the causal, the astro, astro and the physical. It also created humanity and all other species of life. Mind, which originates in the causal realm, and matter, which accounts for the building blocks from which our universe is constructed, are both creations of the word. Living in the physical world, we think of ourselves as being made of mind and matter. Saints and masters remind us that remind us that mind and matter themselves are a creation of spirit. 
They tell us that while we have made tremendous advances in the material and intellectual spheres, we have woefully neglected the spiritual. That is why, in spite of our spectacular progress, we are often frustrated and unhappy. Whatever we do seems to end in disappointment and disillusionment. We have failed to recognize that we are essentially spirit. Unless we develop the spiritual aspects of ourselves, we cannot find peace and lasting fulfillment. As Sankarpal Singh used to say, the saints come to tell us, man, know thyself. Enable us to realize our true identity and to develop it. They teach us a means whereby we can tap the unlimited source of spiritual energy within us. Since all energy springs from the spirit, the saints invite us to, to tap this infinite source of solarity. They give us a practical first-hand experience of doing so. The harnessing of this soul force brings about a most profound transformation. In India, the term for tapping this energy within us is yoga. It literally means yoking or linking our soul with God. The word religion means almost the same thing. If we study its etymology, we find it is derived from the prefix re, that is, to go back, and the root ligio, which means to bind. In other words, it provides a means of binding us back to our supreme source. The spark of spirit which animates each person is referred to as the soul. It is essentially a conscious being, a drop of the ocean of all consciousness. The, dis the soul distributes its current into the body through a point between and behind the two eyebrows. This point represents the highest center of the soul in the human body. Spiritual masters tell us that at present our attention is focused on the world outside through the instrument of our senses. But when we withdraw our attention and focus it at the seat of the soul within, then we will experience realms beyond this ex existence and will be able to travel into those realms through the vehicle of the inner light and sound. A famous story illustrating this mystic truth comes from the life of the Sufi saint Bulay Shah, who was a student of Inayat Shah. Sant Rajinder Singh Ji Maharaj tells this story in the following way. Bulay Shah went to his teacher Inayat Shah for instructions on how to find God. Inayat Shah used the example of gardening to answer the student. He said, just as you transfer a plant from one side of the garden to the other, transplant your attention from here to there. To find the inner realms, we need merely to lift our attention 
from the physical world to the spiritual realms. Instead of thinking about the world and our body, we focus our attention at a specific point, at the third or single eye. If our attention is concentrated at this single point, we can see the fulgent light of God. Our next selection is an excerpt from a talk that Sandrajinder Singh Ji Maharaj gave at Harvard University called Glimpses of Divinity. And that's the video that's coming up now. Also, we need 
some guidance to be able to know which way to go. And the knowledge in the outside arena comes through our senses, the spiritual arena, the knowledge comes through our soul. It's the unfoldment of our soul which is going to make us truly, truly realize who we are and gain the knowledge of the spirit. And so what is the procedure of getting this knowledge? How does one communicate with the Lord? When we read our scriptures, when we dig deep into our scriptures, when we read the writings of the great saints and mystics, they've all talked about the way by which we can commune with the Lord. And that is to sit in silence. That's to silence the body, silence the senses, and silence the mind. It's only in the silence, in the void, when all the clatter and all the chattering and all the disturbances and all the distractions of the world have been removed, that we start to connect with the divine sound of God. And we start to experience the divine light of God. And so what is very important is that we sit in silence. And this is why all the techniques of growing spiritually are techniques which are used <clears throat> when we are in silence. Whether we call the techniques prayer with attention or concentration or meditation, these are just names that have been given in various traditions to be able to experience the Lord within ourselves. And just like when we have a TV station, if we want to tune into a certain channel, we need to tune to that channel. Similarly, to go within, we need to tune into the spiritual frequencies. Now, our soul, which gives us life, which is the true self, is our attention is scattered all through our system. You know, we have um, what are called the chakras and the centers in the body, uh, <clears throat> which are the five physical centers in the body. Uh, the Gudha chakra, the <clears throat> one close to the rectum center, the regeneration center, or the Indri chakra, the Navi chakra, or the navel center, the Hide uh, chakra, or the heart center, and the throat chakra, the Kant center. Along with them, we have what is called the sixth chakra, or the Ajna chakra, which is here, between and behind the two eyebrows, which is also called the single or the third eye, which is also called the seat of the soul. Because this is where the soul has to collect for it to rise into the inner spiritual regions. Our attention, which is the outer expression of the soul, is scattered all through our bodies and is based on these chakras and centers. How many techniques have been used to focus our attention in one of these chakras or center. The teachings of the saints are focused instead on the seat of the soul. Uh, they feel that since the soul has to rise into the inner spiritual regions, through the eye focus, through the seat of the soul, why waste our time on the lower center? So in this technique, all our attention is focused here, at the seat of the soul. To focus our attention there, what we need to do 
is to first still the body. So we sit in any comfortable manner. Since this is a spiritual exercise, the experience of the spirit is what we're looking for. The process is very, very scientific. In science, what do we do? We take a hypothesis, and once we've taken a hypothesis, then we, we might say, okay, that the world is round. Then we send someone to check if the world is round or not. So we do an experiment. The experiment in most things in science is done in a laboratory. And then, <clears throat> if the experiment that we do is done properly, then the results that we get are going to confirm the hypothesis. And we say, okay, this is the truth, because this is what we predicted will happen. We did this, and this is what happened. Now, the spiritual way is very scientific also. <clears throat> because if we look at the hypothesis, the hypothesis is that there is God, our soul is a part of God, we can communicate with the Lord. This is the hypothesis. The way to do the experiment is meditation or concentration, going within ourselves and trying to prove that. The laboratory is this human body because the soul resides in the body. And once we experience the divine light of God or the divine sort of God within ourselves, the confirmation of the hypothesis is made so that we ourselves have the confirmation because we've done the experiment after we know the results after we don't have to rely on what is written in the scriptures or what the great saints and mystics have talked about. reading is entitled Solergy, the source of all energy. In the following reading, Sandarshan Singhji explains the two meditation practices taught by the masters, by the Sanpat masters. This is a continuation of this discourse titled Solergy from the book Wonders of Inner Space. I ask David to please read. Meditation on inner light sound is the most accessible path of meditation in our times. It can be practiced by a child of five years as well as by a cemeterian. The masters of Satmar offer a radically simple and direct technique. They teach us the natural method of withdrawing the soul current from the body without interfering in any way with the normal body function. They teach us to begin directly by concentrating at the focus itself. To help this process, the adept who initiates us gives a boost to our concentration through his own attention. In this way, the task of complete withdrawal from the body, which is in other forms of yoga, may require a lifetime of effort, can be accomplished in a relatively short period. Just as fire ignites fire, light comes from light, spiritual master can be understood as a Prometheus-like figure who, having risen to the heavens, 
brings back to humanity the fire of the gods. He carries the eternal flame by which he can reignite the fire now lying dormant within us. To accomplish this, the master teaches Simran and Bhajan. Simran refers to to the repetition of five esoteric names of God. We can we do this practice mentally and not with our physical tongue. These five charge names, which are instilled with the special attention of the master, help the seeker focus the attention and still the mind. We find daily that while our physical tongue is reciting hymns of various scriptures, our mind goes on running from one place to another. When we do Simran, with the tongue of thought, our mind is still and we can concentrate. As the process of concentration develops, the sensory currents which are spread to every extremity of the body begin to withdraw upwards. The result is a feeling of growing physical numbness. As the concentration increases, the darkness which normally confronts us when we shut our eyes begins to sprout into points of light. At first, these points of light lack stability. It is not that they are in motion, but our attention itself is wavering. As we gain proficiency in concentration, the points of light stabilize and give way to a firmament of stars. The larger of these, in due course, eclipses the others, and in turn gives way, and we behold the inner moon. The moon, in turn, gives way to the sun, just as the current of electricity flowing through a circuit produces light, so too does the current of solar energy produce light. But the light made manifest by solar energy is much more brilliant, radiant and brilliant, and has the power fill us with peace and ecstasy. If we catch hold of that current, it will lead us above body consciousness into higher planes within. When we see this inner light, we at last come to realize the truth of what the saints and prophets have always maintained, that the macrocosm is contained within the microcosm. We normally think that perception is possible only through our Bodily sense organs. Nevertheless, when we rise above, we are seeing not with the physical eyes, but with the spirit. As we enter the spiritual world, inner visual perception is accompanied by inner hearing as well. The second meditation practice, which the masters teach us, is bhajan and coming or coming into contact with the harmony of harmonies. Here also we focus our attention at the third or the single eye and listen to the sound current reverberating ceaselessly within. If we concentrate even for 15 or 20 minutes, we are able to hear the strains of heavenly music, the pealing of the big bell as in a church, small bells, flutes, various forms of stringed instruments like violins or guitars, the sound of drums or thunder, or a sound like the so far used in the Jewish tradition. At first the sound current seems to come from either side, and one must try to focus only on that which comes from the right. But the, as one progresses, the sound 
which seems to come from the right, in fact is discovered to be coming down from the very center. As the strength of the sound current grows, it has an irresistible power which draws us rapidly upwards. The process of which all is greatly accelerated through the sound current as, as complete physical transcendence is achieved across the stars, the moon and the sun, and enter into the presence of the radiant form of the Master, the adept, who is to guide us through our inner journey. Next reading is entitled Preserving the Natural Beauty of the Soul. This is a very short reading, so I'm going to ask her to please listen. In this reading, Sandrajinder Singh Ji Maharaj identifies some of the factors for success in meditation. have a direct experience of the inner light and sound, we realize that we are not the body but the soul. We realize that there is a higher reality within us. It is the beginning of our journey to our true home. Spiritual adepts teach us those practices which will help us get off the ground of ages. There are two things which will help to purify us faster. The cleansing water of Nam and ethical living. Once we are taught the method of meditation and are given a contact with the light and sound of God, we need to engage in the inner practices every day. We need to set aside daily some time from our work day life to commune with the current of light and sound within. The more we see and listen to the inner light and sound, the more our soul is cleansed, and the world's impressions are washed away. The second healthy factor they teach us is to lead an ethical life. In order to progress on our spiritual journey within, we need to overcome anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego. These are the five pollutants that cover the purity of the soul. They drag our attention into the world. If we analyze these five negative threads, we find they are all motivated by our desire to transitory and worldly pleasures. To help us overcome these five negative qualities, we need to review our thoughts, words, and deeds at each day. This gives us a realistic picture of the pollutants which defy the soul. We can then resolve to improve the following day. Spiritual adepts lay great emphasis on ethical living and speak of it as a stepping stone to spirituality. 
sanctifies in you. If you used to say that it is difficult to become a human being in the true sense, but once we have accomplished it, it is relatively easy to find God. What is required is nothing short of the total transformation of one's life. Thank you, Horatio. So we have another video. We can think of meditation as a threefold relationship between the practitioner, the current of light and sound within, and the spiritual master whose purpose is not only to link us to that current, but to guide us on the spiritual journey. Our next video segment comes from a discourse by Saint Rajinder Singh Ji Maharaj entitled Commune. Saint Rajinder Singh Ji Maharaj would explain to us that if we live at that level of our mental capabilities, we are never going to be able to go on the spiritual path. And this is why many times Sankipal Singh Maharaj would say, I have to uneducate the educator. You know, he had nothing against education. Actually, he was one who would want everyone to be very educated. But when he would make that statement, he was trying to tell us we need to get to what is truly important. You know, most of us live on the periphery. We live only our outer lives and never get deep into how we are living. You know, we have responsibilities, we have parents, our children, our husbands, our wives, our business person, our worker. We just live our life just fulfilling those responsibilities, never digging deep into what is the purpose of life, why are we here, and never taking steps to go towards our goal. And so the saints and mystics are igniting us to go and reach our goals. And so the first thing that happens in our life is that through the help and grace that comes in our life, through the life of a saint or a mystic who's in the mouthpiece of the Lord in this world, we start to understand who we are. We start to recognize why are we here. We first understand what are we supposed to do as we come into this world. And today is the 29th of December. And it's very, very cold in the Chicago area. There are many of you who come here from Florida or California or other warm places. If you talk to someone in the plane and say, I'm going for a vacation to Chicago, they say, you're crazy. <laughs> but why did we come here? You know, there are many attractions in the hotel. There's a swimming pool. There's a restaurant, there's a game room, 
Y'all have TVs in the rooms, but we are in this hall. Why? Because something has drawn us here. And that draw comes from the Lord. Because otherwise our mind would overpower us to be entangled in all of these outward activities. And so God, through the form of the Master, is attracting us just like iron filings get attracted to the magnet. And as we come in the presence of a Master, what happens? The presence of the Master, where the Master becomes the mouthpiece of the Lord, is what is called a satsang. And so what happens in the satsang? One third of spirituality comes to us through the words. And so the words are what we hear. We're all used to hearing. So we hear them, they go into us, they sink into us, and time and time again, we talked about living in ethical life because that is the stepping stone to spirituality, as Sankhapal Singh Maharaj would often say. If we don't have an ethical base, we can't take off. We can't go into the inner spiritual region. We can't experience the divine. Much is talked about our true being, of us not being the body, of us not being the mind, of us not being the brains, of us not being our emotions, but that we in reality are soul, so that we within ourselves can truly understand who we really are. And that all comes through the word that is coming from that mouthpiece. And then as we start to know or experience who we are, then the rest of the spiritual gains that we have come from the eyes. And Master Kapoor was always saying like two-thirds of spirituality comes to the eyes of the Master. And what is coming there is spiritual radiation. Without us realizing, our attention is getting concentrated. Because when the spiritual energy is coming in our direction, it stills us, it collects our sensory currents, it uplifts us so that we collect it here at the seat of the soul so we can be uplifted into the inner spiritual regions. So being in satsang and being in presence of the Master are the key, they're the first steps for us to be able to not only understand the purpose of our existence, not only know what we're supposed to do, but then also through the word of mouth, be able to have words which will take us there so that we will know what to do and where to go. And next comes the process of initiation. Because through the process of initiation, we're given the techniques of being able to experience ourselves as we truly are. So the process of initiation is one where we have a practical experience of who we are, of experiencing the Divine Light and the Divine Son of God. And not only are those processes explained to us, we 
sit for meditation and we experience the opening of our inner eye so that we can experience the divine light and the divine sound of God. So it's not only words, it's a practical experience of who we are. And when we do experience ourselves as soul, as being conscious, then we can practice those techniques wherever we are. Meditation instructions? Yes. Please sit as comfortably as you can. Please close your eyes very gently, just like you close them when you go to sleep. Your eyeball should be straight, focus eight or ten inches in front of you. And as you close the eyes, those of you who have been initiated in the of the beyond, are please your singer. And those of you who are new here, please repeat any name of God that you feel comfortable with. This repetition of God's name to be done mentally and not out loud. And in the darkness, you start to lose your light. To be flashed in the lace, circle in the lace, and very shallow. 